Metro has their own sales tax money, which makes them somewhat unique. Measure M was the first measure that actually included a specific set aside for active transportation. It wasn't a lot, but this program is being funded through that slice of the pie, and that is somewhat unique here in L.A. County. Measure M included a line item called Metro Active Transport, which we affectionately call the MAT program. The MAT program is a specific line item, and over the next 40 years would allocate $857 million in 2015 dollars. I'm here with Wes Reutemann from Active SGV. What is your title up there, Wes? At the moment, I am the Special Programs Director with Active San Gabriel Valley. And you gave me a list of topics, and one of them was the way Metro funds its active transportation programs. Do you remember how that conversation between us went? Yeah, I think we were connecting about what's been happening, at least what was on my radar in terms of bike and pedestrian projects in LA County and most of our work is in East Los Angeles County. And one of the things I had shared was that Metro had just released this first, they call it a cycle or this first request for cities to submit first last mile and active transportation project ideas that would be funded under this measure M funding stream that was set aside for those types of improvements, but wasn't really something that was on a lot of people's radar, at least as far as I could tell. And I first got the idea that you might be interested in this, a Streets Blog California article by Melanie Curry, you were quoted in. I think you were saying something about how now Active SGV is telling people not to even bother applying for grants or something like that. Is that out of context? No, it was specifically for the California Active Transportation Program. So the Cal ATP program, which Caltrans runs and this request every two years, cities can apply for funds. The first one they did was in 2014. It, over the past five years, it's just become so competitive that only about 20% of applicants were funded in the last cycle. And we've watched this firsthand over the past seven years. Cities will apply once and then wait two more years and try to improve their application, apply again. And after being rejected two or three times, they'll just stop even trying. So that success rate isn't even indicative of the full level of interest in funding these projects. It just illustrates that we continue to spend less than 1% statewide of all transportation spending on bike and pedestrian projects. And it's just nowhere near reaching the level of community and local interest in projects, especially with the Caltrans application, because it's a ton of work to do these applications. It's hundreds of hours, community hours, staff hours, or you pay a consultant $50,000 to write like one application, you know, or maybe only 30000 But it's either a, a lot of staff time or financial investment, and then most likely you're not going to get funded. So that's why here in LA County, this is a new funding opportunity. And as these pop up, when we talk to cities, it's like, well, how else are we going to get this bikeway implemented if we can't do it via the state program? Okay, so that's Caltrans. And the interview that we're about to hear is with Metro. And Metro has their own sales tax money, which makes them somewhat unique. A lot of counties, Orange County, for example, they've passed, I believe, at least one sales tax measure, but most of their spending was focused on highways and not really active transportation or public transit. 
here in LA County, Measure M was the first measure that actually included a specific set aside for active transportation. It wasn't a lot. It was only a couple percent. I want to say 2%. But this program is being funded through that slice of the pie. And that is somewhat unique here in LA County. I know Northern California and the Bay Area some of the counties up there have done a better job than we have in carving out money specifically for bicycle and pedestrian projects. So Measure M is LA County and it goes to Metro. Right. And Metro administers all the funding that comes in. The lion's share is going to building out the subways and light rail lines and some of the BRT projects and other things that we're seeing. So it's a different story from the active transportation program from Caltrans. Yeah, it's a different story. It should be easier to get. And it's usually easier to administer too. You don't have to wait. So with the Caltrans grants, like say you get awarded, you don't get the funding until a couple of years later. So it's almost a five-year process between starting to write an application, submitting an application, getting awarded, then implementing it. And the timeline is quite lengthy. That $2 billion that might be added to the active transportation program for the state, is that going to happen? So the latest I heard, it's looking more like $500 million. Right now, you need to get a 92 statewide as your score, A-, minus, and I think it'll drop it to about an 85. Any proposal that's scored around an 85 should be funded if they add $500 million to the pot. So we'll see. We'll see in two weeks. I think it needs to be sorted out by end of June. Coming into this, what were you hoping to get from this interview with Metro? Well, I think since it's such a new program, we're still trying to get a better understanding for how it works. You know, how difficult was it for cities to get projects awarded? What's the process once they've been awarded? Are the projects pretty much all finalized by the time then? It sounds like we'll talk about in the interview, but at the state level, a lot of the projects are pretty much determined by the time the proposal set. So you have to do a lot of the community engagement on the front end versus here in Metro. It sounds like there's not a lot of community engagement before the proposal goes in. It's really after it's awarded funding, then there's a design and implementation process. So that looks like one difference. But I think in general, we're just trying to see how is this program working? How much is it funding? Can we rely on it moving forward? How often is it going to happen, et cetera? And who's going to be interested in this? Yeah, and I think just people who, for example, help with the LA City mobility plan or bike plan, and they know there's a bikeway plan for their street, but when is it finally going to happen and how can it be funded? Oftentimes, the easy part is getting a project in a plan. It's much harder to actually get it funded and implemented, so... I think anyone who's interested in seeing LA County continue to develop really good bikeways and pedestrian improvements should be interested in how it's being funded because that's really the most important thing. It's like, where's the money going to come from to, to make it happen? All right. Well, thanks for agreeing to do this interview today. Sure thing. Anytime. Hi, this is Wes with Bike Talk. And we are on today with Catherine Lemon of Metro. She is a senior planner with the first Last Mile team. Thank you for joining us today. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I think the main reason we invited you on was we were excited to hear that Metro launched its first round of Metro Active Transportation Program funding, which I believe was made possible under Measure M. Is that still correct? 
Yeah, that's right. Measure M included a line item called Metroactive Transport, which we affectionately call the MAT program. So when you hear me say MAT program, it's Measure M funded program. And I think for people who are working on trying to make our streets safer for walking and biking, one of the reasons it's exciting is at the state level, which does, I think, a lot of the funding for bike and pedestrian projects, there just simply isn't enough funding to the point that fewer than 20% of projects get funded. I know last year when for the state program, only eight cities in all of Los Angeles County were awarded funding. So excited that Metro is also implementing its own program. And we were hoping to dive a little bit into the details because I think there wasn't that much coverage about the programs and some of the projects that should be moving forward now through the funding. So one of the first questions we had is maybe you can provide folks a better outline of how are cities identifying projects? How are they applying to get some of this Metro active transit funding? And how soon can we see some of these improvements actually happen? Sure. So the Metro active transport program. As you mentioned, we uh, launched the first cycle uh, last year and solicited applications and some of the purposeful components or elements of the application process were that we really wanted to encourage cities to apply with, you know, an eye toward making the application something that wasn't a big barrier to getting to be considered. So that was one element of the project solicitation. And so through that, what we're hoping to do is if we have projects that are maybe less defined or we'll be working with the cities as they hone in on specific elements of walking and biking infrastructure improvements through the program with an emphasis on getting things implemented and built. So the funding cycle that we're talking about starts in fiscal year 21 through fiscal year 2025, about four years worth. And then we would be initiating the next cycle sometime within then for future funding years. And, you know, one thing to point out, as we mentioned, this is through Measure M, the sales tax measure was passed with no sunset. So this funding stream will continue as long as Measure M is in place. So... It sounds like every four or five years, Metro will give cities in LA County an opportunity to ask for funds to do projects. Yeah, that's right. We've given ourselves some flexibility on the cycle timing, but that's about right. And what we expect to do with this first cycle, because it is the first time we're doing it and we want to try out and see what's going to be the most effective working with our city partners in the county. We want to do some evaluation of the program and the projects and factor that in for or the development of the next cycle that might come out. So there might be some tweaks around it compared to the first cycle. We want to make sure that we're being responsive to how the rollout of the program goes this first time. I know we were taking a look at the list of some of the projects that were awarded funding, and it looked like these aren't projects that are fully designed yet. So there still are opportunities for the public to engage in the implementation of the project. Is that kind of the understanding of the project or of Metro as the funder that the cities will be working with the community to move the project forward? 
Definitely. That's a critical part of both the solicitation process and our expectations around the cities that have applied for funding. And we're doing that in a number of ways. We have a requirement that cities submit a public participation plan overview to Metro. And we want to build on our first last mile and Metro experience with working with community-based organizations. We want to build on that and help share those lessons learned and best practices with the project leads and help that become embedded into their process and into the outcomes so that projects that have been informed and worked on with community members. So that'll be a key expectation and something that we're excited to be working closely with the cities on going forward. And so if you're a member of the public, I know there are a number of projects in LA funded. I live in the suburbs, so I was looking at one of the projects that was funded in South Pasadena. If a project, for example, includes an element that we feel may not be robust enough in terms of safety, for example, painting sharrows on a street and calling it a, a bike improvement, which in many instances doesn't do a lot, especially for folks who have young children. I couldn't allow my children to ride down Fremont Avenue, even if you put a shadow on it. Is that something that Metro is understanding as well? Are there minimum standards or expectations on behalf of Metro since you have a adopted complete streets policy in terms of what you'd like to see before the projects are actually implemented? Mm-hmm. So we definitely are focused on high quality and low stress facility types really dependent on the context is what we're going to be looking for. We don't have requirement, but we do intend to have a lot of collaboration both between Metro and the city, but also with the community to hear what kinds of issues you know, might need to be factored into a specific facility type as well. For our planning work, we really look toward state of the practice type planning and design. And so that's what we'll be looking for as these projects get designed and constructed as well. I know one of the things we were also curious on, there were a couple dozen proposals submitted. Maybe you can share too how competitive it was, what percentage of projects were funded. Was it about half you were able to fund and share some details on like what was the top scoring project and why did that one rise to the top in Metro's estimation? Sure. You know, as you pointed out, there's oversubscribed active transportation funding programs. And so we're hoping, you know, that this will help build momentum for projects and just provide another avenue for local jurisdictions to pursue to get these projects built. So the program itself is broken into two categories, half towards first last mile specific improvements and half toward active transportation corridor improvements. And so Metro funded about 64% of the first last mile projects that came through in terms of the dollar amount. And then the funding amount for active transportation corridors, we funded about 59% of the funding requests that came through. And in terms of the projects that rose to the top, you know, we really based that on equity factors, safety factors. We had a quantitative component to the evaluation and then a qualitative component as well, evaluated through a panel 
of evaluators. And you know, those looked at the reasonableness of the project schedule and essential to it was the level of demonstrated community support and commitment to working with the community. Those were important evaluation factors that were taken into account as well. So the top scoring or ranked projects for the active transportation corridor funding category was the city of LA Department of Transportation-led projects. Uh, so it was a corridor along Avalon, MLK, and Gage. And for the first last mile category of projects was the Hollywood Walk of Fame project. So those demonstrated high marks in those categories that I mentioned and rose to the top on the list for the projects that were selected. Are those projects... Things that have been listed, for example, in LA's adopted mobility plan, I know one of the critiques is often that so many cities adopt plans or larger multi-year, multi-decade, even pedestrian plans or bicycle plans, and then they sit on a shelf somewhere and much mm -hmm. of them don't get implemented. Are those specific projects things that were incorporated in existing plans? And that was something that Metro was looking to as well, trying to fund things that have been in, you know, identified for many years and that maybe are increasing our network connectivity. Because I know that particularly on the bike front, that's a major critique that we have some great facilities, but they don't connect to much or they don't go very far. So it is of more limited utility to, to folks, especially if they're not as comfortable on a bike, you know, they may be comfortable riding on a separated bikeway, but if it just drops you into nothing a mile down right. the road, um, you're not gonna, probably not going to use it that much. Yeah. It needs to get you where you need to go. So setup of the MAP program is based on Metro's active transportation strategic plan, so regional connectivity roadmap. And the applicant pool started from the ATSP, and that's built on all of the regional planning efforts synthesized into the planning document. And so that baseline for the MAP program is the origin story of each of these projects. And each of those projects that we did select had different levels of advancement and development and definition, as I said. And for the Hollywood Walk of Fame project, they've done a lot of engagement and planning work as well to date. So that was evident when we were looking at their application. Definitely looking at connectivity and mobility. I left that out previously, but that's a critical component as well, that it has to connect up with our network and make it safe and seamless connection. For those who aren't as familiar, the Metro Active Transportation Strategic Plan is adopted in 2014 by the board. That's one of the younger plans, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, it, I believe it was 2016 that okay. it was adopted. And so that was a regional effort to pull together community engagements, local jurisdiction input as well over an extended period. So we've tied back to policy documents in the MAP program that we want to ensure continue on and have legs. So we wanted to make sure that we're basing the program on existing policy that Metro has. And so if you're a member of the public and you want to take a look at that plan, or if you're someone like me who may have looked at it years ago and <laughs> been a long time, is that and the projects that were funded accessible on Metro's first last mile page or just somewhere on the site that folks can access? 
The MAP program, we have metro.net slash MAT program, and that has all of the details that you want to get into on evaluation criteria and where they come from. And the active transportation strategic plan, that's also available on Metro's website as well. I don't have the URL at my fingertips, but easily found through our website. All right. Well, I know we're pretty deep into the weeds at this point. (laughs) Personally, as someone who's spent a decade now following and just trying to make the communities I live in and work in safer to get around by foot or by bike or just get to the bus stop. It is great to hear that the state level, only 20% of applicants were funded and that 60% of projects are being funded under this program is certainly a much better ratio, especially when you consider at the state level, a lot of jurisdictions don't even apply anymore. Mm. They just recognize there's not enough funding. In terms of the sustainability for this, as maybe more cities find out about the program or there's growing interest, you know, with the state program, the first cycle, there weren't as many requests, not as many cities were aware of the opportunity. Is there a mechanism or opportunities to scale up Metro's program if there is a significant increase in community demand or interest to have projects funded? You know, I'm not sure on that. I think that's really related to the Measure M financial piece that funds this program. What we do want to look at as we do our evaluation of this cycle is, I think, those same kinds of questions. How are we meeting the demands and the needs in terms of the program design? Are we able to encourage or incentivize cities and local jurisdictions to apply and meet those cities where they are in terms of being able to access funding. So that'll all be in the mix for our evaluation of this, how this first cycle goes. So we're excited to see how everything rolls out. And so for Measure M, when you say this is baked into it, the number was 2% that was set aside specifically for active transportation. Is that where this is directly being funded from? That small slice of the Measure M pie? So the MAP program is a specific line item. And over the next 40 years would allocate $857 million in 2015 dollars. So that's the projection for this particular funding program in, in the measure and scheme of things. Okay. All right. Well, I think that gets through a lot of the more detailed questions and gives folks a better sense for the Metro Active Transportation Program that it exists, that there's also a first last mile program and that there should be opportunities in the next couple of years to work on or to engage in these projects. I know a Mm -hmm. a good chunk of them are in the city of LA. And if folks want to find out more, should head over to the MAT page on the Metro website. Is there any other great way to receive updates about these projects as they move forward? Is it more at the city level or will Metro also be sending out like a regular update in terms of how these specific projects are advancing? I think each project, because they're led by different agencies, might have their own specific ways to get involved, but we'll want to, as Metro, uh, make sure to keep folks informed on the status of the program and individual projects as well. So we're in early days and look to some good methods to get the updates out to the community as well. 
All right. Well, great. Well, thank you again for your time, Katie. Really appreciate it. And I think many of us will be excited to see these projects move forward since there still is relatively very little funding for active transportation in California and even here in Los Angeles County, despite lots of need and lots of interest. So thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for letting me dive into the details with you. Shows I care Every turn of the pedal Cleans the air Green in the green I'm saving the planet Just like my friends Dale, Sean, Toby, and Janet No greenhouse gas A tiny carbon footprint Up your ass I'm on a motherfucking bike I'm on a motherfucking bike Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk If you want to hear more Go to kpfk.org navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. 